Clary, though, honestly. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by my co-host, Sean Rigsby. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We got two special guests tonight. Oh, Margie and Rodney from Cooper Creek Moonshiners. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank glad you, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, glad to have y'all. But uh, glad yes. to be here. It's sorry uh, about last Monday. No, that was me. I had a, uh, I had a family thing with the fireworks. Oh, I didn't even have to say so, anything then. And it's, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the blame. Uh, Monday was me. Uh, we had fireworks. Our air conditioner went out. I mean that that's that's substantial too. So double double. So last week was all me. I take that blame. It just wasn't meant to be, and it was the holidays, and, yeah. and yeah. we started blowing stuff up. So see, that's my problem. I'll, uh, I I usually schedule these, and I always schedule people's shit for the fucking holidays, and I don't think about it until it always like, fall shit. Monday. It's always a Monday, you know. You schedule it so far out, you just don't think about it. But you know that's why you're flexible, reschedule, and come back. We have a good time. So. Anyways, you know, uh, while we start off, what you drinking on over, Sean? I see you popping something. So this is John Bence's um, uh, mango habanero. So I'm going to try that Saturday, right? Yep. Nice. Yep. That's pretty well. I mean, depending on how much I got left. I'm sure you ain't going to get through that whole jar. I'll say if I run through it, then I probably ain't going to work tomorrow. Pour, pour, <laughs> pour your drinks in a glass and that jar will live to see another day. You start drinking out of the jar, though, and you're going to have a yeah. short night. But. So what about you? What are you guys are you drinking? I'm I got doing, no, I'm go doing my white ration oh. and rum and Coke. Rodney's on rum and Coke. He has to work in the morning, but. That reminds me when I was a kid, my mom would always was white Russians and rum and Cokes. So. Oh. And we're so really what? old. <laughs> Nah. I mean, you're not that old. Come on now. Nah. <laughs> it's old as you feel. So, you know, so what exactly is in a, uh, what'd you say you're drinking, Margie? White Russian. Yeah, what all is in a, in a white Russian? Well, some people use cream or half and half and uh, Kahlua and okay. vodka. I gotcha. When I was a kid, I would take the Kahlua and mix it with milk because it tastes like chocolate milk like that. That's good, and, too. Oh, mom would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's chocolate milk, right? That ain't chocolate milk. Like, yeah, you're right. I, it wasn't chocolate milk, but I didn't know. You know, it looked, smelled, tastes like chocolate milk. And I was fat and, like, whatever, you know, like, poured up. Good shit. So what are you drinking? Uh, bourbon. I got some vintage bourbon I've been saving. I think it's about two years old now. Two year olds or two years old since you've got it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it two a uh, couple jams ago. So, is the jam this weekend? Next weekend. Next, Next weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah, the 21st and 22nd. Are y'all gonna make it up or down or? Uh, lately the jams are like just sporadic. If we can hit it, because. This time of year, you know, is good for making whiskey, and it's also good for his line of work and a lot of other people's building construction. He's in concrete, and, you know, we're, it's a real busy time for moonshiners and distillers, so it's hard to break away, you know, sometimes. And it's really a lot of it's my fault if we don't show up and we have a choice, because I really hate to sweat. 
Yeah. <laughs> that much. I mean, I think that. I mean, you're drinking and you're sweating and you want to be with everybody, but it's so freaking hot. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm sweating regardless, but I'm sweating more from drinking. Um, We're but, healthier people. <laughs> with you sweat, you're healthy. <laughs> I, I must be picture perfect because I sweat buckets. <laughs> you don't want to keep the alcohol inside. It's got to go. Right. You know, that's one thing I really miss about the uh, the jams down there at the uh, rendezvous. I know. Oh, yeah. You know, the winter jams, it's it's so close. Everybody's, you know, together. And That was our first jam we ever went to was the winter jam when yeah. it was small. Mm-hmm. Really little. And, Way back uh, when times really were good. You really get to know people so much better then, and you finally get to see them, and and hang out and drink and cover each other's asses and don't have to drive. If you did <laughs> yeah, exactly. drive, I mean Maggie Valley is very forgiving of moonshiners. That's why I love that area so much is because we never felt like, oh God, we gotta just be so careful because you know, as long as you don't act like an idiot, but uh but we could act like idiots at the rendezvous. <laughs> it's different when you're back at your place. You, you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Rules are a little different. You have a little more fun, you know. You can crawl to your room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody or, stayed there. And it was the best time. times were on the elevators. You know, everybody knows that. We had a great time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I've seen Sean's dad help him get up to his room. <laughs> <laughs> They may be. They may know who you're referring to. I don't. Oh, know. they know. Uh, no, 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 Ricky. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna make it. Me, 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 and my wife were sitting there in the car, and we're watching Sean. He's fucking hammered, going up these steps, and little Rick's behind him, and we're just like, dude, if, if he falls, what the hell is Rick gonna do? Casualty <laughs> of tumble war. <laughs> and and they just a couple times, I thought he was going over. They finally made it to the top, and they made it in the room, <laughs> like. I, I could have got out and walked behind him, but they said he was good, so he made it. Good. <laughs> Somebody got to film it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much better view from way back, so <laughs> good times. Good times. It's really amazing to see how many more moonshiners have come around, you know, just since we've known everybody. And um, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but then really it was a long time ago when we all met each other. And um, it's just amazing that with the TV shows and everything. And like I said, we didn't have the Internet until just recently. And honestly, we haven't seen many shows, you know, Master mm -hmm. Distillers or anything. And uh, it's just amazing the number of people and different ways of people making moonshine and whiskey and everything has come around it's a revolution that's for sure we're in a renaissance right now we're going through a it's a, a an alcohol renaissance liquor beer wine moonshine rum doesn't matter what you're making we're living in an alcohol renaissance and it's good it, to get back to the foundation of america mm -hmm. yeah i mean really you don't have to even say anything if anybody has anything to do with it drinking it making it just admiring it it's something we can all be united in and and it also teaches people who are just coming into the art of it or the business of it or whatever you're doing with it that you have to be careful and don't get caught up in notoriety and publicity and how many likes you have. And um, we had a couple close calls just from 
what we do now being in the moonshine community, but we learned from it a long time ago. And uh, we might appear as though we're recluse, but we're not. We're just always on the right side of the bars, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you do it for what you love, but it's not really important to be so famous. And I really admire people that we know, like Donnie and Teresa and Casey Lopez and just countless other people who have gotten out there and just been real people and down to earth and always stayed true to us. And just all the people out there, they know who they are. They're just real good people. You know, we so, love being in the moonshine family for that. So, so talk a little bit about um, your guys's history with that. Um, kind of maybe how you learn or, you know, just, just a little bit of, you know, your history. <laughs> I'm finally shut up now. You're going you to have to speak. You're going to have to speak. You know, you're part of the show. You, <laughs> I understand. Got to let the lady go first. Wait till she's done. I think. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm you know, to make liquor. My step granddad showed me when I was about 15. And uh, it's just something that's always stayed with me. Okay. His granddad actually really wanted to help him out also because he secretly knew that Rodney had been running wine off in him and his sister's closet for years. Nice. <laughs> okay. So as, as a child, you was making wine in your closet? Yeah. Nice. It's a lot easier to make your own shit than try to, unless you looked 18, you wasn't getting no alcohol. Yeah, Who wants yeah, to drink I, that mad dog y'all yeah. drank too? <laughs> oh, man. Even so, you're, better, you're better off to drink your homemade shit than you are to drink the mad yes. dog. You didn't what? have to try to find anybody to buy it for you. You're damn right. So, <laughs> we always find and, a hobo or, or a buddy's mom would buy it for us, and we we regretted it. But you know, <laughs> I, I wish I'd have known I could make my own alcohol when I was I know. young. And so I'd, I'd have been doing the same thing. So Rodney yeah. taught me everything that I know, you know, he's not a big talker, but I'll fill in a little bit of the blanks. He's been, um, he's okay. been in this moonshine craft, whiskey craft for 45 years. And I was lucky enough when I met him through our love of caving, we were just real good friends and we went caving. We did a, he showed me a different cave every weekend for the first eight weeks we dated. And that was our dating life. So we got into extreme caving where you uh, repel and you climb mountains and you drop through holes in the top of them and wow. you and you pull down ropes and you drop some more. You know, it was real hardcore stuff. And Sounds when like we got together, you know, we had been in so much limestone and seen so many areas that would be good for just the best kind of situation to run liquor. And ran across all kind of old still Always sites. finding still sites. <laughs> Because uh, the different groups we belong to, just for history, um, caving back in the old days was closely related with moonshining. And people had each other's backs and they didn't tell on each other. And cavers drank liquor and people that made liquor, you know, maybe went caving. I don't know. But we found a lot of old still sites and parts. And we've got the GPS coordinate to over 10,000 caves in Tennessee, Alabama and Georgia. And we belong to a national speleological society where we got all this information. And then we just went off and did everything the wrong way. 
We caved by ourselves. Nobody ever knew where we are. And God saved our lives many times. But he got me interested in the whiskey business and taught me everything. And um, I'll let him take it from there on the history of all the equipment, how we started and everything. But I just fell in love with it. And I can do everything that he can do. But my whole thing is why? It's hot. <laughs> it's sweaty. Yeah. I'll help him set it up, tear it down. I'll help you. I mean, we've saved ourselves from some bad explosions, you know, and, um, you know, four eyes are better than two any day. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, it's really in his blood and I appreciate that he taught it to me because he might break his leg or his face or something. And I got to take over. You have to know what you're doing, but, um, you know, he loves it. It's in his blood and, and I appreciate learning it and all the people that I've met from it. But I'll let him tell you about our history. So in in the, the beginning, we started what, out with and all that. What, in the beginning, um, what did what did you learn on? Like, like you know, you said your step granddad um, taught you how to make it. So, like, what what was something that he he ran all the time that you learned on? And like, what kind of still was it well, on? We we started that. You know, we just run a pot still, copper pot still. He, you know basic most corn and rye i've changed it over the years i like putting barley in mine it gives it a little different flavor i started adding different flavors of barley I, last run i did i tried a, a smoked beechwood mm. barley give it kind of like a scotch taste yeah it was pretty good i kind of look apple at- we did all kind of fruit our, our, one of the, the best ones that actually we really don't have the time and you got to really put your ass into it is if you go and pick some apples, you got a good apple source. They are counting on you to come get those apples out of there so they don't have bees everywhere. And you got to smash them all up and, you know, apple rye. Um, that's just if anybody, if anybody's ever had any good apple rye, I mean, a friend who might want to sample it, they might want to sample the whole thing, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know. It's just, it's just amazing, <laughs> but if, you know, good, great things like that, to me, it's it's worth the work, but it's a lot yeah. of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes a lot longer for it to work off, too. you got to wait on it. Yes, I love, you know, that's the difference. That's, yep. You can always taste it. always makes it taste better when it's got a little bit of love in it. So. Like, like waiting on a barrel. You know, you just stare at it and it's aging, but, you know, it's going to be worth it. It'd just be great if you had a ton of money and you had a whole big warehouse. But at, at, at least with the barrel, you know, you got to see where it's at. You know, yeah. like every now yeah. you got to see where it's at. Like, I got to know. I got to know. How, where are we at? Oh, we're yeah. getting there. We're getting there. We were fixing to run some apple rye off one time and I was telling Margie on the way up there that I'd like to add some kind of uh, I, I liked the flavor that we were getting but i wanted something a little bit more and while i was getting the pot set up and everything she jumps on the side by side runs back to where we got our vehicles parked runs down the mountain to the closest walmart <laughs> comes back up with a half a case of uh, apple juice concentrate the very best <laughs> so we throw that in the thumper and it come out some pretty good liquor yeah i mean that concentrated juices, you know, it's definitely a game changer if used right. Yep. 
But uh, so would you would you guys say that's the, your favorite liquor that you've made? Yeah. For several reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it yields good money to um, people in liquor stores. Yeah. Um, yep. I would love I would love it if if we had our own distillery. I mean, I think that would be a top seller. Is all I'm saying. It's just that um, I'm not a heavy duty drinker. I know what good moonshine tastes like, and that's why um, we collaborated with Jimmy Jacks because honestly, um, it tastes so close to our own watermelon whiskey, does it not? It does. It's it so does. good. I mean. We, uh, it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember when it was, maybe a three or four by now. But uh, Jimmy Jack's was, you know, after the jam, they like to go over to uh, Gatlinburg. We did too. And uh, we were up there in his hotel, his Airbnb or whatever he got. And he was like, Here, try this. And I tried it. And he's like, That's good, ain't it? And I said, Yeah, it is. And then uh, when I found out you guys were doing a collaboration, I said, Man, I got to have that. I've got to have one of them. And uh, was remember it, was when it? his peach came out? When he remember that? I that mean, good... everybody does a peach, whatever way you do it, but they're it's just remarkable. Yeah. Yep. It pretty much is kind of worldwide. I've heard. Yeah. Is that Pappy's peach is something else? Yeah. When well, we uh, got into the watermelon, we were sitting around. We've been running all weekend, and. Um, it was late. We was fixing to tear the steel down and everything and, and try to get home. And we'd been tossing around the idea of a flavored liquor because everybody don't, nobody wants straight moonshine anymore. Well, men yeah. do, but if but you don't make their, taste like something else. you have to offer something to the women or they're going to cut yes. the can off. You're going to sell 10 jars of flavored for every jar clear you sell. Yep. You have to every make everybody time. happy, and there's no shame. I wanted to get that out there that I've heard people sometimes get really mean with people about flavoring, post-flavoring versus infusion. Whatever you want to do isn't the whole point. Whatever your end game is, whatever your end result, what if it's just that you like to make people smile when they drink your whiskey, I mean, you have to serve everybody, not just one. And yep. If you're talking dollars and cents for anybody, if it don't make sense, it don't where's make the profit at if you're selling all your, <laughs> you know, so I'm glad that there's different tastes out there. And I like to sip our clear. I love it just to sip. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to make drinks with it. Um, we've gotten a lot of feedback and that's, what's great about listening to people and asking them for their honest opinion. We've got so many people telling us, uh, Oh, at our bar, people are mixing lemonade. Jimmy Jacks, his daughter, Autumn, and Jimmy Jacks and his wife. I mean, they've give, told us people put it in tea. I mean, there's just all different combinations. Load a jalapeno in your shine. Mm -hmm. If it's not even flavored, just try something, you know. Put it in there for an hour, see how it tastes. And, you know, put it in there all night, see how it tastes. But I just really love all the feedback of what ends up happening with it, you know. Well, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of all this. You can do anything. Literally, you yeah. can take the same liquor and do it and, and infuse it or flavor it, you know, 30 different mm -hmm. ways. And two people will never get the same flavor. One guy took some pineapple that we had and mixed it with uh, coconut armor water and 
crushed ice. He said it tasted like a daiquiri. Armoral energy drink. And then wasn't it something else too? Red Bull or something or no? Oh, pineapple. You never know. People just come up with all kinds of stuff. Yes, <laughs> mix mm -hmm. everything together. And you're surprised. Like, oh, that's that's pretty nice. What will so, I like? <laughs> Big Easy, I what did you do, if you don't mind me asking, because I'm we know Shawnee's, you know, family. Um, what did you do on Master Distillers? I, I, I wasn't on Master Distillers. Okay. I just make What's out, your deal? I just make how-to videos for on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. And yep. you know, Sean approached me and asked me if I wanted to start a podcast with him, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's so, super cool. So you want to tell him the story of, of how me and you met? Oh, uh, so you know, I've been making, making how-to videos on YouTube for about four or five years, and one of Sean's buddies. Um, it's been longer now, by the way. Oh, uh, well, I mean, time, whatever. <laughs> It's all relative. But, oh, uh, wow. But uh, one of Sean's buddies, uh, they watch our videos, and and he messaged us, and he found out I live close, and then he and I became friends. He introduced me to Sean, and we became friends, and then we started a podcast. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and you started going to the jams? Yeah, I started going to the jams. Started, what's, your you know, favorite, what's your favorite? What's your favorite, Sean? Your jam? I like peach brandy. Or banana brandy. Yeah, I'm a banana guy. And yeah. Sean, you drink some weird beer, right? You drink that apple <laughs> beer. Yeah, Bush Light. Oh, <laughs> Bush, Bush Light. I like the 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 uh, Bush Light apple or the Bush Light peach. I probably, I mean, I can't knock it because I try. I haven't tried it, and I know depending on where I've lived in my life, it's people drink different beers. So I just started yeah. drinking Bush beer when I lived in South Carolina. And okay. I grew up in the Everglades, and everybody was either Miller or yeah. Budweiser. There wasn't really much different. Or Heineken. The only but, way um, I can explain it to people that's never had it before, like the Bushlight Apple, it's like a, a characteristic. Like you would get out of an apple, straight apple brandy, right? Oh. So you get the beer, but you get a little bit of the apple. Mm -hmm. The peach is a little more straightforward, though. I'm telling you, I'd probably try it when we um, – up until probably what about a couple years ago i mean we drank our weight in beer everyone knows that and we drank yingling a lot and i mean brewery hopping yeah we did a lot <laughs> of that and i mean i'm not trying to act like we're geriatric but you know my god <laughs> after a while she got tired of picking me up out of the floor yeah that too <laughs> i don't know we have more control with harder liquor we know, mm -hmm. you know, you, it talks to you. It says, okay, that's it, you know, but. Uh, and if you don't listen, that's, that's hey, it. Yeah, some, then you pay for it. Sometimes yeah. you got to fight back, you know, you can't be told what to do. So <laughs> you got to quell him down and just. You that's know, what the festivals are for. That's why we sleep. always have to have a bunch of festivals. Yeah. Yep. And it, your dad has to help you up the steps. We all yeah. know how it is. Yeah, we hey, made sure hey. to get a house with no stairs or anything. I mean, we already know. You know, life is clumsy. But uh, so I know you guys were talking about uh, pot stills. Um, talk a little bit about um, what you what like you started about. Started out with. Yeah, yeah. What you started out with. What you really like about them. Um, yeah, what you run now. You know, like or just whatever. Well, when I was showing Margie how to distill, we I 
had to get something really quick and kegs were pretty quick so we throwed one together just else nice what was it 15 gallon keg or whatever they are yep and then uh ran it straight to a worm straight, yeah right and then straight we to did the a worm thumper. and then I, we decided i'll show you hook a thumper up and i think our next size up was like 30 gallon and then that Copper yeah, kind of outgrew it. We went so, from a keg to copper and then went to 50 gallon, and we're running 75 now. Nice, it's always you know, it's always stepping stones you hear from everybody. Like, I started small, but and it's, you, it's and one keg we use in the keg for a thumper, and it's the keg that we started, so it's sentimental. <laughs> yep, and then, our, you know. and then our worm barrel. You know, I even learned about that. I thought that was super cool. I've seen wood barrels all my life. You know, I didn't know you have to swell them. I didn't even think about it. Just all those little things are so cool. The preparation you do, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you definitely learn things you didn't think about. That's for sure. We've helped, <laughs> we've, always helped a, we've helped a lot of people. Well, maybe I shouldn't say a lot, but a good many people who approached us, him, and um, it was super easy for us to hook them up with the hardware and all the clamps and everything they'd mm -hmm. need, show them how to, you know, do it with a keg since we did it with a keg and they can go ahead and get started. And they're just so happy that somebody would help them and not make them take a class or charge them money or whatever. I just think you should help people. You don't ever tell somebody you're, recipe but you can tell them everything you can help them so much if they know they could call you and they're like you know i'm fixing to blow something up or something's not working <laughs> you can call him you know we don't tell people to hook up some gadgetry we know nothing about and 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 if your drip's too small or if your stream's too big you know everybody should just do what they do and Yep, do your own thing. You Enjoy know. it. Pretty That's much the thing. Still running the same way that I did when yeah. I learned. Yeah, you know, it's it's what we, works we best for you. Use, we don't use any kind of gauges. I still put a rock on top of the cow. That broke my foot. That rock <laughs> broke my foot, and he still got that same rock. Same one, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's why he still got it. Yeah. I have a ball and chain. It might as well be a big rock that broke her foot. That's right. That's for, that's for every foot rock. Every foot rock. Yeah. Oh, shit. But, yeah, but, you, know, you, uh, you got to pass your knowledge along. You know, I didn't pay anybody for the knowledge I've gained. You know, it's been passed along to me through friends and videos and and trial and error so you know why not spread that you information don't rush it it's it's a yeah. you know it's a lot of people don't get together anymore you know yeah. everything is i'm glad we could do this you know but it's there's nothing better than being face to face with somebody yeah. and, and them teaching you and you are you watching somebody run and just enjoying it you know so, so ask questions, you know. So, if you don't mind me asking, I know you got you guys said you still have the keg that you started on for a thumper now, right? Mm -hmm. So, I gotta ask with the thumper, do you guys have did you weld or, or solder the the in down pipe and the out and you just connect to that, or did you do you guys actually put it in and yeah. paste it? Yeah, it? No, we it, that's the only thing that we've got to try clamp on. Okay. I put a it's a a two inch to one inch reducer. 
with the one inch top going right straight down through the middle nice. with about six inch column with your uh, half inch pot going over to your worm. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I was wondering how that, because I know um, Robert Bonder over there, uh, that he's got one hooked up to that six jar that Rick built. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's got, you know, a pipe in and a pipe out. Well, did I? Think. Well, that's where well, I've always did it like that. And I got the, I sat down and thought one night, I thought, well, that probably worked. So we run it or I weld or soldered it up and we got everything hooked up and it, and it works. So that's how we've been running. Good shit. Yeah. That's that was that another matters. thing I learned when we went to um, Pennsylvania and we were doing our, our first bottling and labeling with Jimmy Jacks on the, on mm -hmm. his watermelon. Um, I, I mean, he's such a wealth of knowledge. My God, yeah. you know, um, he taught me so, so much. But uh, I thought that the bigger the pot, you needed a bigger thumper, and you yeah. don't. You know, that's that's one thing. It was I, just I, an assumption. I thought, oh, we're going to get a bigger thumper, but no. <laughs> you don't need well, a bigger a, one. That's a big concept, misconception, I feel like, um, with people. All they, everyone says you got to have a third or a thumper, a third the size of the, the pot. They think it looks weird or something. That's where a lot of people but, get turned around they'll read stuff online yeah yeah it's it's like a book smart person and someone that's got experience doing it but don't have the book smarts right. yeah you exactly know? um I, I i've ran a do you remember the octagon pot that rick built for yeah uh, yeah. yeah well you know what i'm talking about so i wound up with that for a while mm -hmm. and uh i mean it's, it's just got six it's just got six jars on it is that the one hall's brothers blew up yeah but i mean you know i think i could put 70 75 gallons in that thing and it's only got six half gallon jar bumpers on it mm -hmm. and that's what that's three crazy gallons. yeah wow yeah but uh i don't know people i mean this i'm the type of person if, if you can keep it safe try whatever the fuck you want oh yeah, yeah. you know i would just you we know first found out about the moonshine community and we, we was getting in different groups <coughs> and everybody would post how they how their still ran which i was trying to tell him don't get in those groups and i just post how you know a picture of liquor coming out the end of the pipe oh god you're that's some rock gut shit you're running it too right. fast oh damn i'm not running no little bitty pot we can send it easily you might not think so but we do what, what and we're, we're not rude that? we're not it's rude like eight. that those people are so fucking excuse me rude yeah, and that's are. where i was like look we don't even need to how i looked at it also was isn't it a fact if you join a group and they've got seven thousand five aren't all those people accessing your profile or your posting uh -huh. I don't know. I just wasn't comfortable with it, but it was just a, a lot of it was just a lot of hate speech and cutting people down, not helping, not bringing anybody up. And sounds like Facebook. Yeah, yep. criticizing That's people that are like older Facebook. like us, especially. I mean, if if what we were doing didn't work, I don't think we'd be doing it. It's just it's too, much, it's too much hate, not enough love over there. Yeah, so yeah. I try, to, I try to steer clear of Facebook. It's just. We Not just stick with our fam, our family circle that we've got. We feel really blessed that we got it narrowed down to the great people that are in it. And I'm always looking forward to meeting more good people. Yep, I don't blame you. But uh, 
So, yeah, as far as moonshine or whiskey goes, um, in your guys' opinion, what's the most important ingredient? Is it water? Is it the grain? Is it the yeast? Let's the answer fruit, whatever. Shelly, you go first. <laughs> I don't know. That is a really difficult question, actually. Even if you have the simplest mash recipe, Probably that's the difficult. Yeast, I'd say. I'm going to say I mean, the water. I've got my favorite yeast. I'm just going to say the water, but I'm probably wrong. But I'm just really sentimental about the water. I, I think it's you. I think, uh, it, I, think it, I think it's the distiller. That, that's yep. that's who it is. Like that's we do love you know. it. I think it, it. I think it's great the way people have all these different recipes, and they turn out a lot of good liquor. And I've tried it, and we like he said, we'll change it up sometimes, but just. When we got it to the point and and it didn't take long to get there from what his grandfather taught him and what he had developed himself and um just trying a couple different grains you know caramelizations or whatever different barleys and i just think it's a mixture of all of it and doing doing everything the same way every time even if it was covid you know even if the prices go up yep we don't do uh sugar washes or anything we 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 use our whiskey for everything and just tone it down and um i think that's what a lot of people appreciate is if they can like a good restaurant you go back and you know that burger is going to taste the same way it did a month ago you know and nobody died and nobody's died. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? Like, no one's ever even told us they got a hangover. And honest to God, on my mom and dad's grave, nobody's ever said they got sick or got a headache. Unless they just drunk too much. Better. And we're clean fanatics. I think cleanliness is next to godliness. And it's a big, important part of your liquor. Mm -hmm. And we... We've really, we really are anal about all our copper looks brand new every time we run. And we can do that because we're not commercial. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take the time. It doesn't take that long. Just on the inside. <laughs> yeah, on the inside. Yeah, that's what's, yep. The outside can look all, you know, 100 years old. As long as the inside looks, looks like new, that's what matters. Yep, me too. What do you guys like Cut, to cuts clean? Cuts down that glare from the air. Yeah. You don't want it so shiny. But what do you guys use? We use citric acid. I yep. use star sands. Star sand? Yeah, I'll use citric acid or vinegar, whichever one. Um, and just steam it out generally, as you know, for a good while, and then hook the water yeah. to it and let it cool back down. And what about you guys? You say citric acid? Yeah, we usually just soak everything in citric citric yeah. acid overnight. Okay. Yeah. The night before. Rub it around. Mm -hmm. Drain it, wash it out real good. Swell up the worm. For a okay. Of yep. So, um, talk a little bit about because I know you guys are, are a lot different from a lot of folks nowadays. You guys still like the old traditions, you know, the running outdoors, stuff like that. Talk Nothing a little bit I... about. Yeah, talk a little bit about that because that's something you know. Me and him don't really know nothing about. <laughs> it's a little, a little hard to run outside where I'm at. You know. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you. Um, he can talk on it too. Um, a big blessing is is uh, in your circle. You have people, whether they're related to you or not, 
that trust you with some of their property yep. and you're safe and you've got that peace of mind as far as that goes. And um, Cooper Creek comes from the water that we love so much and it's a long creek and there ain't nowhere you can go on it and there's not a steel side. And, and we have seen um, in the past years, um, I'm the point man. I go out on patrol just, you know, it's hard to even find a squirrel when you're running. I don't know why, but, um, you know, <laughs> if it's too quiet, that kind of makes me nervous too. But we found out there was these big, huge owls scared the hell out of me. Um, these big, huge owls were keeping the woods cleaned out. And we'd go out, uh, just, I'd go out on the side by side or something and go prowling around or just go out on foot for a long ways, all different angles up high, up low. Well, at the time we were using a big jet burner. Yes. So when you fired it up, it sounded like you just. Oh, echoing yeah. through I, the creek. I'd tell Canyon. Boys, uh, why don't you go on down through there and see how far you got to be away before you can't hear that. Uh, I got home. <laughs> so this one time it was, you want to tell the story? Right, go ahead. It, um, we were hungry and I don't know, some things had gone wrong and, and where we were running on this, on this Creek, um, you'd have to kind of slide shimmy down easy with the equipment and stuff to get it all. You know, we left it set up and we had big, huge, um, what do you call those? netting yeah netting in the in the trees i mean it was beautiful i think we've got a we've got a shot on that preview thing of yeah where it looks like it's glowing on him that yep. was that site there and uh, <clears throat> all along that creek if you look hard enough you'll see parts of worms and barrels and stills and the area that we live in and all around here has got a rich history of serious hardcore moonshine and during the prohibition and all the way up into probably the 80s there's good friends of ours that have passed away that i met through rodney and through his business in the concrete business that were bootleggers back then and one of the first caves he took me in um when i started out caving with him um there's actually still the dance floor and the bar they chiseled out of limestone in this cave and they would all go out there park their vehicles and hide them in the woods and they take their clothes off and they'd have fancy dresses on and they'd go in there and party and drink. And it's a, just a big long history of, of moonshine and in the, in the area and surrounding areas all on these mountains here. But that day I said, well, I'm going to go get us something to eat. And so I left. <laughs> and as soon as I got out of that property, got my truck out of the gate, Boom! It was a monsoon. Floater. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we're right in the middle of the run. And a bear had already got one of our barrels when we were gone, because I'd go down there while he's working, wherever we're running, and go stir barrels or whatever. And this bear, I could tell, because I like to think I'm like CSI. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, what happened? And the bear must came in there and he could smell it because, well, I mean, it was ready to go. He could smell it. And you could tell where he put his paws up there. And we had a big board. We were tired. We just put a big board across all these barrels with a couple big rocks and stuff and a cement block. He 
got the part that was hanging off the barrel and it flipped everything towards him. <laughs> it was a full accident scene, but we lost that barrel already. So we were already kind of pissed because that was like a quarter of our, you know, one of four oh, barrels yeah. that the barrel yeah. over. But I, I took, I went as fast as I could off that mountain and onto another one and got to a pizza place and came back. And I swear to God, I came up on him. I left the pizza in the side by side and I got my gun out and I came up to him and I just, I, I know to stay back because I don't, I wouldn't get that close. And it was on safety, but um, he didn't even hear me coming. And so then I was, then we were like, we got to do something about this burner. Yeah. And so we decided a 10 inch banjo burner. Yeah, I was going to say banjo burner from the wind. Quiet. My God, that was life changing. Yeah. So, yeah, talk about that. Um, I mean, obviously it was quieter. Uh, did the heating time change any? Uh, do, do you I guys? Really, because when we were down on the creek, I got the idea, you know, we didn't want to build, you know, like when they used to put fires under the pot. But I oh, like a furnace? We put bricks all the way around it. That would keep all the heat from right up under the pot. Yeah. It did cut down some of our time. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. I've actually, I, I've always used... Uh, well, from early on, a, a jet burner with a, it's got a double jet. Yeah. <clears throat> and man, I'll tell you, those some bitches are loud. So loud. <laughs> but it's, I'll tell you what though, it's it's the best best sound you've ever heard. It is. Did you hear one light up, boy? We we ran at this other place. It was an old hog lot. This guy gave us permission. To, he said, "You go back there and clear it out." And, you could be like maybe 10 foot from the steel and you couldn't even tell it was there. It was grown up. So I thought this really? was perfect. We had that big jet burner back there. Oh, we had to beat black snakes out yeah. of there that were like 10 feet long. And he's like, yeah, I go back there. Nobody will ever know you're back there. We ran all, all that summer. We, we, ran we, was the back there. we was up there and at night time, had it, was, radio it was cold because yeah. we were, we had a, a fire well, going too. In the fall, the rate, the leaves, oh. All fell off the trees, and we were damn near in somebody's backyard. And we had no idea there was a house right over there. That was that was just. I just really feel as though since we're not greedy, and we've we've kept everything. Um, I don't even know the word for it, but just not greedy. Um, it's so easy to fall into that trap that uh, I do think that the good Lord watches out for us <laughs> and I don't try and push his buttons, but um, we're really thankful about that. But we've had some really cool different sites that we've run at and gained people's confidence. And But there's nothing like running out in the woods. It's yeah. very different. We've run inside because on that same property, um, it's kind of a sad story. The guy's, wife and kids left him while he was building this two-story house. So he went and usually stayed at his brother's because way out where we live, it'll be a, like a family will own a ton of land and there's houses all over the place and they're all related. Well, um, so for company, he went and stayed with his brother most of the time and he gave us full reign of whatever we wanted to do out there. And the house was finished out except for what, babe? The the windows, the upstairs. the upstairs windows. No, they were in there, right? 
Um, we could run power like in the wintertime, we wrap um, electric blankets around mash barrels. And, and we ran in the upstairs, so you was like in a watchtower. You yeah, could I mean, deer hunt from up You there. could. You could just, and that's what he used to do. There was a little old wood chair at a couple of the windows, but it was just a big, huge space. He never finished the upstairs, so uh, we ran there for quite a while, and, uh, you know, it was a bird's eye view, and later on, he ended up, we left out of there because I started getting bad feelings, and I said, you know, I feel like I'm being watched and I'm not a paranoid person. I'm just a real observant person. And if your hair stands up on the back of your neck, you should pay attention to it. So I also noticed one time that things were a little askew and somebody had mistakenly um, unplugged the electric blanket. The electric blanket. And then we found out that he had got a little too drunk and showed somebody. So uh, my feelings were right and we cleared out of there, but there is just nothing like it. I mean, honestly, if, if Rodney was retired, you know, we'd run all year round. We'd find a way. I mean, when it's real cold, you don't, you go inside. If you want to run, you're going to yeah. find somewhere indoors to do it. Terrible outside when it's freezing. It's a lot easier to keep the mash right when it's warm out. Right. Everything When it gets cold out wintertime, everything's twice as long. It's twice yeah. as hard and twice as long. Yeah. And it's like, it, I don't make twice the money for all this. Why the hell am I doing it? So, <laughs> well, that was his convincing argument to go bigger on the pot size. Cause you know, if you want to run X amount, then you just get it done sooner than later, you know, and make it worth your time. And, right. Uh, and realistically, yeah, there's yeah. three or four months during the summertime, you're good till. Whatever your situation, yeah. Whatever your situation, there's not much more work in running a a 75 gallon still as there is opposed to running a beer keg. Like, you know, it's not much more, it's not much more at all. No, a little longer, but as far as you know, the setup, the breakdown, all that, that's a good point. Much more work, yeah. Because I was wondering about that, you know, and it just never really varied that much, it never really did. So what kind of yeast do you like to use if it's not a, a secret? It's in a gold foil packet, and they keep it in the refrigerator. Uh-oh. Daddy. Daddy. Is it called Daddy? Daddy yeast. Small red star. I'm the legger and the fetcher and the flavorologist and consultant and um, procurement person. Procurement person. And... Um, There's a place that I travel to in (laughs) Georgia, and I always bitch about going there. But number one, Georgia's taxes are lower. And, um, you know, for many years, probably what, like the last 15 years, I've been going to the same place. And um, everybody uses different kinds of yeast and stuff. We just always use that because it was where all the grains were at that we buy. You know, I gotta go. How about corn? Do you guys, do you guys have preferences? Favorite? If you run corn in your mash, do you like meal, crack corn? I like, I like that Ohio blue corn. They, yeah, I I like the way that Ohio blue corn comes out. It's, it's got a sweetness to it. Um, like nice fine grind on it. So, I got a question for you. 
So have you ate that like regular corn on the cob? No. I wonder about that because did we not see, we were in a fancy store. Every once in a while we do that. And we went in a fancy store and we're looking around and we're like, Jesus Christ, you know, 10 bucks for half a gallon of milk and all that. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just looking around and sometimes you can just score something, you know, you just want to munch on in the car and make fun of the people in there or whatever. And um, we saw a pack. It was for 4th of July. We decided to um, grill out. So we went up on this other mountain to this little fancy grocery store and they had it was what, like $7.99 for four years of corn and we didn't get it. But I've been wanting to ask somebody, have you ate different colored corn, like corn on the cob? Does it taste different than it must taste different because you're saying, you yeah, know, it adds, I mean, all. So, you know, um, we we've done all kinds of different heirloom corns from Jimmy Red, Bloody Butcher, Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Mahogany Green, Ohio Blue. And they all have a different flavor. Um, you know, it's almost impossible for us to try it right off the cob. So one thing we can do is we can grind it up real fine and make cornbread out of it. Oh. And, and that, that, that gives you a real sense of of what that corn tastes like because you made a cornbread out of it. Um, That's was, cool. I, I was watching a documentary, um, the, the Samuel dude, the Whiskey King. from um, he um, That's what him and his wife would do. They would make bread with different, um, different grain configurations. And that's how his wife got the perfect balance to the rye that they wanted to use to make his his whiskey at the time when um vodka was taking over for gin and whiskey was a hard sell back then so one way you can really get the flavor of what your grain tastes like is to make cornbread you know you can make grits out of it and you'll you'll really understand the different flavors you can put your rye in there you can put your barley in there and and you really change the corn and see how it tastes Yep, and, and you get get a real good sense of what it tastes like to eat, then it'll might help you be able to know what it's going to taste like as a finished product. I think one thing about um, being older or doing doing this or anything for a long period of time, you might get stuck in your ways of thinking, even though you are watching people. You you it always comes down to do I want to possibly blow a whole run? <laughs> yeah. And and that's why he's been talking about for years and uh, we haven't done it, but we should just do a little setup. You know, maybe I could just mess around with it or something and um, try different things like that and see what how does that taste, you know, with maybe a different corn or. Yeah, we have a whole huge amount of juniper right in our backyard and nobody we know makes gin. And I was like, well, I wonder what that would be like. I don't know how technical or how hard that would be, but maybe if we had another smaller rig, we could try different things like that. You could always go back to your beer keg for small runs. Yeah. Um, it's easily easily to take that 15-gallon beer keg and get a 5-gallon beer keg for really small runs. Yeah, a little pony keg. Yeah. And that way you're – That's you're... probably what we'll do because that's this is our um, second year – or no, this is a, going into our third year at this house that we got together. And it's crazy because I didn't even know that you made gin from juniper. And yeah. it's all these berries, you know, and I'm like, I wish somebody made gin. So your mic's off, Sean. Um, so we, uh, well, let's say, Sean, uh, you could talk about the the gin. Sean brought, brought me some gin from, from, an Ohio, from here in Ohio. And okay. I, did, I don't know how long that's been off, guys. I apologize. 
that's okay. <laughs> but, your mouth, your mouth was moving. We didn't hear you, so we was having a good conversation. Without yeah, you, so, so we just speaking kept of gin, um, what you can do because I know you guys are, are, you know, you're talking about maybe testing it out in a smaller pot. Um, what you could do is just run. I know you guys don't do straight sugar, but most gin is a neutral spirit. So what you could do is run a sugar wash in your bigger pot, you know, from from the head, well, not the heads, but, you know, the hearts, the tails, all run it all the way down like, you know, you know, normally would if you collect hearts, I don't, or tails, I don't know if you do, but then rerun it in the beer keg. And then you could put your botanicals or whatever in your thumper or gin basket or whatever. Oh, that's what you that do? Way. Well, you oh. could. Um, just a lot of people that run gin, just do a, a neutral grain spirit or a neutral spirit because it usually will pick up the whatever's in the gin basket more so than than what's in the pot. It must be a really an acquired taste. I remember drinking. Uh, it is slow yeah. gin fizz like when I was in my high school days, and it was just killed my stomach. But then I drank a uh, gin and tonic or something. I was like, well, that's not bad. But it just seemed like a. Uh, an alcohol that didn't really take off with anybody I knew. And I don't even mm -hmm. know anybody. It, it's, it's, it's amazing that gin was the drink of choice for so many years. It was so popular. I just, I don't like gin. Yeah. It, it, it hurt me. Huge. It hurt me a couple times. Um, I just don't like gin. I don't like, I don't like it. I never traveled down a good memories. gin road. Uh, yeah. It was always a bad, I was, I was a crash test dummy a few times and, so I just it's just wild how popular that it was until vodka took over. Yeah. Yeah, that shit ain't even popular in my opinion, but vodka. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's uh, it, it, you know everybody's the, got a vodka. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyways, just, go ahead. You're good. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, every in my opinion, every liquor has its place. You know, um, yeah, that's yeah. it's it's a good vodka is a good base. I mean, it's just a neutral yep. grain spirit, that, basically. And that's that's um, the guy for Smirnoff. That's what he marketed it as when uh, he was trying to push vodka to take over gin. Like, look, it's flavorless. You can mix it, mix it with, with this, mix it with that, and uh -huh. that's what you know. Like for for your your not your hardcore drinker, your average yeah, drinker. Right. Um, they don't want to taste the alcohol because that's that's the, that's the worst part of it. You know, you yeah. want to taste that fruit. You want to taste that deliciousness. You want to taste candy, and and so that's why that's why he pushed it. He pushed it so hard as a mixer. You know, cocktails, 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 and that's why that's how it exploded and it took over. And, and that's how they made their money with cocktails. Well, you know, um, vodka took over. It, it exploded because it got into the first James Bond movie. And you know James oh. Bond. James Bond was drinking drinking vodka in his martini at the time when you know it was gin and martinis. It wasn't about vodka. It was about gin in your martini. But then everybody saw you know James Bond. He's a spy. You know, back in the, I don't know what it was the seventies or whenever it was, and and they all wanted to be like James Bond. So they started um, mixing vodka in their martinis, and vodka took <laughs> off. I did not know that. But you can't walk up into a crowd with a bottle of vodka and start a conversation like you can with a jar of moonshine. <laughs> you damn right. You're damn right. You walk up in a crowd with a jar of moonshine. Well, Everybody you make friends all over the place. Moonshine's got that heritage and that mystique that vodka just doesn't have. You know, and it vodka, never will. And most of the time, everybody wants to be your friend. 
Yeah, we yep. were at a mud bog. It was a Wade Jennings moonshine. What was that? Mud and moonshine festival. I'm not going to talk about that too much, but the highlight was Wade Jennings. And then, because it was oppressively hot, and I don't know if you've been to a festival where there's no, if there's not grass and trees, I'm probably going to be happy. That sounds, like, that sounds like the jam. There's no You know, if you're trying to get up in somebody's tent and you're not buying yeah. their stuff or, you know, but it was so hot. But then when we stuck it out and it was getting dark, and uh, it was the mud bog thing. Oh, my God. That was so entertaining. I had never seen that before. Stuff that I like to ride in and stuff. I mean, these guys are taking it through the mud, sinking it. They're not making it. <laughs> Anyways, Rodney goes to just try and gently ease a jar out so we could sip on some. All of a sudden, woo. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm like, man, we're trying to drink this. <laughs> <laughs> Pull, pulling a jar out in a function reminds me of being a kid at school and pulling out a pack of chewing gum. Yes. Everybody's your friend and everybody wants a piece and everybody wants to hit that jar, you know, except it's, <laughs> it's, it's magical, you know. It's yeah, a, it's like the kid that's got the snack pack pudding and your mom's making you take saltine crackers or an orange or something. Yeah, you know, you want, <laughs> let me get one of them snack packs. Yeah. <laughs> so not to... Um, change the mood or anything but do you guys have a good story of when like say moonshine almost killed you guys or said earlier you caught you on fire before one where we thought we were going to jail that would works. you like to hear about that <laughs> absolutely Hell yeah hey we were we had some people over at Don't sitting out say where really fond of our liquor <laughs> so, we won't get too specific yeah. Here, let me just move Rodney's cup out of the way while he's talking. Over on her. We were coming back this back way toward the highway. Thought, well, we'll just jump right on the highway. We'll be all right. Go all the way home. We were actually advised to go that way because this was Thanksgiving Day, wasn't it? We still got liquor in the back of the truck. We come around this curve and... uh, I'm about to fire up a big old hog leg, as a matter of fact. <laughs> state, right out of town. State troopers got a road bomb. Right underneath the bridge, we were directed to go that way. That, that'd be a really good way to go out of town. So we pulled up there, and the cop said, can I see your driver's license? Well, I'd been throwing my wallet in Margie's purse all weekend. I said, well, give me my wallet. And she goes to looking in her purse, and she's like, I don't have your wallet. I thought, well, shit, we're fixing to get tossed. <laughs> and I just happened to reach down. I felt my wallet. I had cargo shorts on. I felt my wallet. I, Here you go. She looks at my driver's license. She's like, well, you have a nice day. You forgot the part about I'm looking for your wallet in my purse. And what's in my purse? Said. The gun. Oh, and she had a pistol in her purse. <laughs> And uh, she said, well, you have a nice day. I said, hell, y'all too, man. Y'all are doing a fine job. We don't know why and that talking happened. Talking about Margie being a procure, procurement person, I said, I'm going to have to have a beer or something after this. I looks over at her in the passenger seat. She said, I'm already on it. There's a brewery just about two miles after <laughs> it. Got to celebrate with when you're giving a gift. So. That was just <laughs> a slight mishap because what had happened was, and maybe this can help somebody in the future, what I was talking about earlier about don't worry about being so popular, or, you know, just lay low and learn and 
you know, soak it all up because um, just us being older and everything, we hadn't really been around too many people. You know, we always pretty much just him and I. And uh, at this time that he's talking about, somebody just was too freaking eager to be friends, you know, and they just kept on coming and coming and, and then threw it out there that there was a whole lot of people that like to sample, sample, you know, and I had a main blueberry. I would get uh, blueberries, big old fat main blueberries and put it in our shine and uh, naturally flavored blueberry and then throw some blueberries in just like a little bit on the bottom. For some reason, this whole town loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. So it was worth our time to go up there because they requested it. We weren't going in that area soliciting anything or whatever. You know, it's just friend sampling thing. And uh, they were just too eager to be our friends. And they set up a big thing where it was pretty much like an assembly line for me. And uh, there was just, it, it was huge. And that was when we were on our way home from that is when that happened. And we found out later this person was just damn mad at us that we did so well that all these people showed up for us and not them. And they were there supposedly friends they went to school with and lived with, you know, people they grew up with. We had no idea those emotions were going on and we were just having a good time and we were being careful, we thought. And and it just taught us a very big lesson, you know, that. It's, it's numbers aren't important and um, something that looks easy and it's huge. It might not be such a good idea. You got to think yeah. through. And uh, that was very scary. And that would have been a horrible thing if it had gone south, like the, those people were wanting it to do. But luckily, you know, we, like I said, the family that we're in, all of, all of us people, you know, they were right there ready. People were just ready you know, to help us out if we needed any help. But we just cut all ties and went back to our old ways of being laying low. That's one thing that happened. Yeah. Um, there was that time that you were handing liquor between the cars and the police oh, yeah. coming up in the back of you. Yeah. There's a, a, a friend of mine I used to work with years ago and, um, we were on our way somewhere and we decided to meet her at a, at a little pool store. So we synchronized everything up and we were pulling in there and I had just, I didn't even get out. I just handed it to her. I mean, she's just an old friend. Just so happened right at that time, this cop came flying in that parking lot of this closed business. And I mean, did a U-turn and almost hit our cars and you could tell the whole time he was turning around, he was just grinning at us. He was on his way on a pursuit and he was just whipping a U right there. But it was just right at that time. Yeah. I think all of us crapped ourselves. And I had, just, I, I just was like, see ya, uh, you know, and I was leaving and I thought, oh God. <laughs> and I have set myself on fire. I was running during the winter time and I, had a Mr. Buddy heater out there beside me. To <laughs> well, I sat there and I've been sampling the whole time it was running. I didn't realize that it was hitting the top of that jar and splashing out on my overalls leg. So I got done swapping jars and I turned around to warm up by the Mr. Buddy heater. 
my leg said, <laughs> so I'm running on the top of this house trying to put my leg out, stop, uh, drop, and roll. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. You know how much so, work it is sometimes you just, I'll run towels out to them or something or tell them, hey, uh, you're splashing that all over yourself. <laughs> Just, you know, people don't realize how much work it really is. It is a lot of yep. work. It, it, well, it is, you know, and 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 you know nowadays people take it for granted because there's so many resources, you know, to learn things. As to where back when you guys were just learning, you know, or even me and him really, it, it was just then starting to be talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, you back had- when you guys were learning, it wasn't such a thing. Yeah, you had to know. You had to know. A, you had to have a you know step granddad or, or you know a dad or a grandfather or somebody that was willing to teach you, and you know and, and keep it on the down low and you know talk about it and yeah and yeah. You know, even even back when like I said when Sean and I started it was there was nobody there wasn't how to videos there wasn't you know there there were books you could go get but it was all trial and error and yeah. you know and, and how am I going to mess this up so <laughs> get better next time and so yeah, you know, and we're living in a renaissance. Everybody be grateful. <laughs> and and that's why, you know, like when I talk to people like you guys or, you know, Jimmy Jacks, it, Rick, even sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But like when you, when you all talk, I like to listen, mm-hmm. you know, Me too. that's, um, that's why and, I'm here doing this. Well, I mean, we need to, we do too. I mean, we've been mm-hmm. making liquor for a long time, but you know, you still learn always. Yeah. You know, yep. I probably won't change my steel or nothing, but yeah, I'm no. open to new recipes. Oh but, yeah, you know, and you you never know what something you hear about somebody talk about what they dealt with. You might have to deal with that eventually, and you're like, oh, so and so tried this, and they they dealt with it like that. You know, like, yep. that's why I'm sitting here. I ain't sitting here for no other reason than to hear people speak and to learn by your knowledge of what you've done wrong and and how you've succeeded. And that's the only reason why I'm sitting here listening. And dealing with Sean every week, and, you know, I talk to him anytime. So, just to be able to the different people we've had on, you know, just to hear them speak, you know, hear the and story. Like they say, "Ain't no good story ever started with a white claw." That's right. <laughs> I know. This is still. One thing I ran into when I um, Rodney and I got together, and uh, we lived together for a little while before we got married. But back in '05. You know, just in the surrounding areas, what we overcame, and it wasn't by us trying to, was that little by little, you know, when you first start out, and as we started out, he was already a shiner, but, um, you know, there was a period of about five years where when it came wintertime, I really couldn't walk. I tore myself up pretty bad. Uh, We were hardcore cavers, and... um, you know, I blew some stuff out, but I'm fixed up now. I've got titanium hip sockets. But uh, I remember when we first started around this area that people had a bad taste in their mouth. And there was a lot of bad shine, I guess, from years gone by where or, it was. The- just people YouTubing it and mm-hmm. seeing what yeah. comes out. But enough people get enough bad taste in their mouth and it just gives the whole deal a bad name. And when we were younger and struggling, you know, you just have to keep your head down and keep doing what you do and just realize that, number one, you don't want to 
you don't want to have too many things to do with strangers. You know, you just have to let your friends and family help you out and let you know how things taste and everything and yeah. get things how you want to. But um, I think just people who don't care um, if you hear, if I hear about people like in Chattanooga or other counties, if there's a bust and there's any moonshine equipment or anything involved, it's because they were making meth or something. They find it as subsequently yeah. to just being, now they have access to your property, you know, and so, I don't, I don't know what those people are doing, but they don't care about what kind of moonshine they're making. So when people do taste good moonshine, then they don't ever want bad moonshine again, but it's kind of a slow process sometimes, you know, to bring, bring people over to, be open to try it again and not be afraid of it and that it shouldn't burn your mouth out, you know, which is, it's funny that you say that. Um, when I was first introduced to it in Kentucky in McGoffin County, um, the guy that, well, the guy that made it, um, when I was introduced to it, he wound up getting busted because of that. He had a property and there was multiple, um, single wides on that property and the law was up there looking for somebody that was making some other shit yeah and he just happened to be in this building on that property and he was yeah. running a 50 gallon pot at the time and yeah that's how he got busted that time that was in 08 actually was he um was he running when they did find yeah. him or so um, how did that work out to you, do you know, as far as the charges? Was it the alcohol volume of how, how much he had? So I don't know. <laughs> the way it was explained to me, uh, he told me he spent four hours in jail. It was just the county that come to him to come up there. Uh, since they weren't looking for him and he, he knew people that worked for the county, <laughs> it was kind of, right. you know, um, now, had it been ATF or something like that, then yeah, yeah, that'd been a little different. But uh, then he brought a, a, a much bigger size rig up after that. Well, that's good. Yeah, he's still doing it today. Hey, we all <laughs> we it, all learn once it gets in your blood. <laughs> yeah, one, that one trip, that one trip. That's all it takes, and you're hooked. But and that I'm, time period I was talking about, I mean, it it made the difference in our you know, lifestyle and our survival. And that gives you an appreciation for it that you never forget. And, um, babe, I'm losing my train of thought. If you can afford a bag of sugar, that bill's going to get paid. <laughs> You're damn right. You know, that's, that's the truth. You know, you, you haven't met a real moonshiner until they take their last 20 bucks to buy a bag of sugar <laughs> yeah. and make a bag. <laughs> Yeah. And you got to spread it out when you're getting like 150, you need 150 pounds at a time or whatever you need, you know, yep. just be careful. Don't use charge cards. Don't use bank cards. Pay cash. You don't need a receipt. Well, that's what I was getting ready to ask. Do you have, you know, if there was any aspiring, uh, I don't want to say moonshiners because that's a, a term that some people don't like. Some Most people do, but uh, anybody making liquor, you know, do you guys have any, advice for anybody whether they're starting out or just trying to succeed in that at all start out small talk to people with experience i mean there's some there's some good videos don't get me wrong on youtube that 
that, you know, explain the basics and, but it's better to, you know, face to face. If you can find that. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of distilleries nowadays that's doing, you know, we'll take you in and we'll show you how to make liquor and, and free labor. You know, you're going to bottle it for God, us. God, that drives yeah. me crazy because it's so brilliant. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Free so labor. brilliant. Get somebody to. I'm gonna show you how. I'm gonna show you how to dump corn. I'm gonna show you how to dump corn into the into the mass barrel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remembered what I was gonna say earlier. I would like to encourage women um, to get more involved. If your husband, partner, brother, whoever you know, and vice versa, um, because you never know. You know. There's been times like if, if Robbie got hurt or something, you know, I would need to take over. But the whole thing is, it's something you can do together. And um, and I feel like that maybe some women would be more involved if they're if their better half would start showing them some things or act like they wanted them to be involved. You know, I'm really proud of the women that I've seen come into the field. Amanda um, Bryant. Casey, Cassandra, Cassandra Lopez, and we had her on here early on. Actually, I don't know if you yeah, know. Yeah, that's but. actually one of the ones that we actually did watch. We've been trying to binge watch them because you know, oh, we but um, we really enjoyed that. But I, I wish there was more women. I know there's a lot of women who are involved. They, they help. You know, they're a partner. They help in their own way and stuff. But I know there's been a lot of times where. Everybody be having a lot more fun if the women weren't so pissed off. <laughs> and you know, maybe uh, <laughs> try and make some more get-togethers. You know, maybe get get some things going with um, different groups all over the country because we all live in different areas. But like here in the southeast, you know, it's like a hot spot. There's so many great places you can maybe make a spot that's uh, good for everybody else. I mean, we like to go four-wheeling you know we like the kayak we don't really care as long as it's outside yeah, get people together and start getting the women more involved in it you know it's not just a good old boy network you know i don't have any problem with the good old boys but there's women out here too and i just want there to be more happy couples mm -hmm. you know, we can't keep this heritage alive if these women are all slashing down their old men not wanting them to run or anything you know I just think you can't beat them. You need to join them and have a good time. Yep. That's the secret of our relationship. It's all about Moonshine. having a good time, man. Having, having fun. So, yep. Well, I, I think we've kept everybody on here long enough. You know, uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. Grateful that you're, yep. Give us your Monday evening. Hey, we appreciate yeah, you appreciate having it. us. And we didn't die. And it's been fun. <laughs> We told you we just hang out and listen to you guys I ha talk. And I haven't made it all the way through yet, but I'm, I'm serious. We're going to save some of that, man. I'm going to try that Saturday, Sean. We're empty. Yeah, you better well, save some of that. We love you guys. Man. So we hope everybody has a great night. Thanks for listening. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, all your major uh, uh, podcast networks. You can listen to us talk. Um, you know, Margie Rodney, we appreciate you being here. We love listening Thank to you. Thank you. And you don't have to jump off right after we end it. Okay. Nah, we should shit a little bit. So everybody have a great night. We'll see you next week. Um, oh, before we go, Sean, Jar is coming out Saturday, July 29th. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Bravo. 5 to 7 yeah. p.m. Is that what it yeah. is? Supposedly. I'm going to text uh, Greg in tomorrow. And All right, so we, check, but we should, that's we a great should. label. You look really good on it, Sean. No, you don't have yeah. to lie to it. Let's not get carried away, Mark. <laughs> that's that's a good it. label. It'd have been better with his face left off of it, but yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I love it. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm proud right, of what's so, on the Jordan. I will send it. We know All for right. sure if the release is from five to seven, you know what that means. Then we partying from five to two a.m. or whenever it's <laughs> out of the damn place. So. <laughs> So we're gonna have a yep. we have a good time. It's a congratulations, Sean. Uh, we'll know for sure next week. Yep. Uh, before we head down to the jam, and then we'll have one show after the jam, but right before. So we'll let y'all know. We hope everybody has a great time. And thanks for listening. Everybody have a great night. Shine on. Shine on. Shine on.